So yesterday on the program, we shared with you a number of news stories we put on this program that the mainstream media said were lies but ended up being true. Today, we're going to continue on that theme and a whole lot more. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. have a lot of stories in front of me. I'm going to try to get to as many as I possibly can. I'm not going to spend too much time with any one story. But we started a theme yesterday. And I want to talk a little bit about it and then move into the direction of what this should be telling you. Over the past two and a half years, since this program began... We have shared with you a number of news stories that at the time we shared them, many people said was disinformation. This program should not be allowed on YouTube. This program can't be allowed at this location or Facebook or what have you. We ran into a lot of blowback on some of the stories that we aired here on Truth to Ponder. With only one minor exception about a year ago, all the stories we've shared with you have proven to be accurate. And the one that wasn't was actually a planted story put out there mimicking a legitimate site. The whole idea was to, shall we say, hurt the credibility of people doing programs like this. But right after the program was over and I couldn't stop it from airing, something said, you better triple check it. And it was at a time that I was going through some very serious health issues. So getting the program done, I didn't have as much time to to vet every story that I try to do and double check the sources, which is generally my rule. And the one time that I was unable, I got caught on a story that was a video that was cleverly edited to change one word, which completely changed the meaning of the video. And I pointed it out and gave you the example the very next day of where I got I got caught. And after that experience, I became even more diligent in making sure the stories I'm sharing with you have a high level of credibility and trustworthiness. And so I look back and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I really am not. I'm just saying that there are a lot of news stories that get out there. If I had a dollar for every email that I get from eh, sometimes a listener, but mostly from third-party sources with some really over-the-top headline of doom and gloom that never transpires. See, one of the problems we run into in doing a program like this and trying to maintain an audience, and this is probably the biggest problem in so-called conservative media today, it's if you're doing online stuff, it's getting clicks for advertising. So the headlines are often... Well, sensational. The stories seem to be written in such a a breathy style as to hold your attention. 
And when the story is complete, there's not much there. Then other news sites that I've run across will out and out make up stuff and lie. And you'd be surprised how many people will will find a story like this and email the link saying, Bob, you need to talk about this on Truth to Ponder on your next episode. This is really explosive stuff. And it turns out to be a big fat lie. And, And I don't know why people do it. I mean, I know in some cases it's a reverse psychop where people are cleverly and don't think there are not groups and individuals, corporations and government entities that don't plant this silliness out there to destroy the credibility of well-meaning people that don't really understand how to go into the depth of a story to verify its accuracy. That's one of the biggest problems you're going to run into in so-called, well, new media, at least for conservatives. And I really believe that the left in this country and around the world, in Davos and any other place, United Nations, they have individuals that seed these silly, nonsensical stories that they make sound a little bit believable, then they get shared, then they go viral, then the rug gets pulled, and everybody that shared it looks like an idiot. Like I say, I got caught once on a really well-edited video. And when I did the research and found the original video, it became extremely evident what they had done and how well they did it. So today, I just want to share some things that we've talked about and then a couple of other news stories I really believe you need to know. By the way, for those that listen as a podcast, I know there are those that listen much earlier in the day and we are running a little behind, but not too bad. I will be honest, last night, my wife and I watched the news for a while and then we decided, you know, I can't deal with any more news today. I've got to turn it off. I have to stop. I can't I can't keep feeding negativity into myself. I need some time of refreshment and we turned off the news. And we started listening to all kinds of Christian music and videos. I slept, even though I, I'll be honest, we didn't get to bed till almost four o'clock this morning. A lot of things were happening that kept me awake. I know one of the radio stations we are on has got some serious technical problems. That's KVOH in Simi Valley, California. And the Lord just said, you've got to help them. And so my wife and I talked about it, and I was able to locate some of the stuff that they need. And I pray that they are repaired soon. And I really believe there is a great future for that particular radio station, and I want to see it do better. I want to see its reach expand. I want to see great programs on that facility that teach, educate, edify and inspire it's a great facility at a simi valley california of all places 
And then, I, like I say, we had time to talk and meditate and think and get refreshed. And even though even though I we went to bed so late and then got up this morning, I feel so much better today because my mind is in a better place. Now, a couple of quick headlines just to kind of point out, you know, Dylan Mulvaney, I, I, I keep telling you, I really believe this is one of the greatest hoaxes ever perpetuated. And Dylan, who is still a biological male with makeup, wearing a dress and acting like a silly schoolgirl, remember Dylan, Dylan was an off-Broadway musical actor before the pandemic. And he had no income and he created one. He created one on TikTok. And with his millions of followers, he's making money. And then all the endorsements. I mean, come on, Maybelline makeup endorsing this clown? I guess it covers your shaving stubble. You know, their foundation is so good. Then Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch. You know, every time I, I think of of what Anheuser-Busch did, and, and it shows this is a Belgian company now, not even an American company. I'm not endorsing beer drinking here, but I'm talking in terms of marketing and advertising and imaging of a product. This vice president of advertising in one silly moment with Dylan Mulvaney, took about 50 years, or ever since Bud Light came out, maybe 45 years, I, I don't know. But it's been around probably, what, since the 80s? Let's just assume 40 years. 40 years of building an image, selling a product, that became number one in its category and was a very profitable product. It's like somebody said, it's water pretending to be beer, just like Dylan is a boy pretending to be a girl. And they destroyed that image literally overnight. You know, there's a bar, I think it's in, I can't remember what state it is now. There's several that have tried to defend Bud Light and they're wondering why their customers are walking out and not coming back. And then the silly kind of non-apology apology that nobody bought. They went woke and they're hitting some ceilings now. There comes a point that American people are not going to put up with your mental illness encouragement. And that's what so much of the transgender movement is, and we'll be talking about that in a moment. Now I'm noticing, and we've mentioned this before, it has been a fascinating trend to watch. All these people that scream lockdown, stay at home, stay safe. All of these people 
that wouldn't let you buy certain things in a store because of COVID, which made no sense. Can't buy gardening supplies at the Home Depot because of COVID in Michigan. And on and on it went. Can't be outside. Can't do this. Can't do that. COVID, COVID, COVID. It's like the it's like in California, which is a nutcase state. Well, I should say its leadership and far too many of the Hollywood and San Francisco and Sacramento and Napa Valley crowd have destroyed that state. Let's be honest, they have. It's a beautiful state being destroyed by stupidity, wokeism, and I think demonic influence. But that's another story for another day. You know, one of the greatest mistakes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this, and maybe you don't know it. Way back in February of 2019, the year before the pandemic came upon the country, okay? The White House was kind of pressured into creating the position of chief medical advisor to the president. The first person that had that job was Ronnie Jackson, and his job was to advise the president on health policy for the public. Now, right before COVID-19, Jackson left that post, and it remained vacant for quite a while. Instead, the role was filled, for the most part, by somebody most of you had never heard of, who became a household word, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, he never became the next chief medical advisor officially until Joe Biden entered the office in 2021. Now, the problem was Fauci had a lot of conflicts with Trump. And Fauci was able to transform just so easily into the new Democrat-controlled White House because Biden and Fauci were already two peas in the same pod. People like Fauci, the highest-paid U.S. government worker employee and who knows how much money he's made, quote, on the side from patents, along with his 400 and some odd thousand dollar a year pay package. He had been a failure on AIDS and a failure on a lot of stuff, but hey, failure is acceptable when you work for the government. Why Trump bought him in as an advisor to this day and who recommended it, I don't know. But what I do know that putting him and elevating him to the point of being, you know, the point man for COVID was one of the greatest mistakes the White House ever made. His prominence then within the Biden administration brought America to the brink of of medical authoritarianism, something we've never seen that would have erased the Bill of Rights for good had they pulled it off. And they're still trying to pull it off. Now, once again, I I think because of the election, I think because of the World Economic Forum's desire to reset the world uh, and, you know, basically get back to the, the system we had, the feudal system of the good old days. 
a few hundred years ago when you had the ultra-rich royalty and all the rest of the serfs and workers, worker bees and farmers to, you know, keep the royalty happy. And they would, you know, trickle down to the the poor people, the crumbs off their their festive tables. You know, something you need to remember, it wasn't just Fauci that did a lot of this stuff. Matter of fact, Fauci really didn't shut down the economy while he was holding up the sign, you know, 15 decades, I mean, mean, no days, (laughs) 15 decades to flatten the curve, really, you know what I mean. The CDC was the organization that was making those recommendations. And we look back now, there was no science to back up even one of the recommendations they ever made. Fauci is right about one thing. He never did shut down a school or a factory. The CDC did. And now... The flip-flop is beginning. I mentioned yesterday, Justin Trudeau in Canada. I never was trying to force people to take the vaccine. Oh, no, no. You, you, you must be thinking of somebody else. Same thing is coming out of this morally, spiritually, and intellectually bankrupt White House here in the United States. Oh, no, 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 no. We, these were just recommendations. How many people lost their jobs, their careers, their businesses over these recommendations? How many people couldn't travel because of these recommendations? And on and on it goes. It's a big lie. They're trying to pretend they didn't say what they said, and they keep forgetting. The Internet doesn't forget. There's a lot of video. I mentioned Randy Weingartner yesterday. Spending every day trying to get the schools open. No, she spent every day trying to keep them closed, the paychecks going, so her teachers union people could do a Zoom class from home in their pajamas and a glass of wine. I don't know. It just it's this is the silliness. They want you to believe the new lie. Trudeau, I mean, listen to what he said. So as prime minister, through the greatest public health crisis that we've faced in a hundred years in this country, since the Spanish flu? No, 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 Justin. I mean, the greatest health crisis invented in people's minds as a psychop. Oh, there was something out there, but the numbers most of those were the big fat lie. We've talked about this. Phony infection rates, calling gunshot wounds, COVID, car accidents, COVID, heart attacks, cancer, COVID, over and over it went. All those disappeared. Only COVID went up. The flu vanished. No, the greatest invented scam of a worldwide health crisis in a hundred years. Okay, Justin, continue. My responsibility was to keep as many Canadians alive as possible. And all of the scientists and the medical experts and the researchers, not just in Canada, but around the world, understood that vaccination was going to be the way through this. 
And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. And that's exactly what they did. We got vaccinated to a higher level than just about any other of our peer countries. And that's why we had a less deadly pandemic than most other countries. Okay. He's pretending he didn't force you to get a vaccine. Hmm. Remember the trucker's convoy? Oh, we're not supposed to remember that when bank accounts got shut down. Airports, you couldn't travel, you couldn't fly, you couldn't do this. Here in the United States, Joe Biden, wanting to have companies with over 100 100 employees or more, they must be vaccinated or they must lose their job. And then Justin is perpetuating the lie that because they were so vaccinated, they had better results. No, they didn't. The numbers don't prove that. We can go to countries where there was like no vaccinations, no lockdowns, no nothing. They did fine. So he's already starting with a little white lie by just manipulating the data just a wee bit. He can make it look like they did something and they did nothing. Oh, they arrested a pastor having a church service, tried to put him in jail for years. They still are. Canada, people like Justin Trudeau despise Bible-believing Christians and see Bible-believing Christians who seek truth as the greatest enemy to his dictatorship. And that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a world economic forum, little boy dictator in the Northland countries of Canada. And Joe Biden's handlers, because I don't think Joe Biden thinks for himself at all anymore, use this pandemic to secure power, control, and surveillance. That's what we warned you about on this program ourselves. I mean, the face masking stuff, stay at home, be safe, quarantine, on and on it goes. Facebook, I got my vaccine. We can do this together. All this. A lot of things were said. We now know the economic lockdowns did no made no difference in stopping the spread or or keeping people from getting getting COVID. And if anything, they did vastly more harm than good. We were told the hospitals were being overwhelmed, overwhelmed in New York. Remember, you know, Randy Weingartner said that. I mentioned it when I played her audio cut yesterday. New York City, the ambulances, the stack of dead bodies and and the hospitals just overwhelmed. And all these doctors and nurses had time for dancing videos. The Hope Ship was empty Javik Center, you know, that was set up for thousands of COVID overrun victims, empty, never used. Millions, if not billions of dollars thoroughly wasted. And now they're trying to pretend that they didn't do it. Oh, no, no. We didn't say anything about uh, heart failure caused by COVID. No, we didn't say the vaccines would stop transmission. We didn't say any of it. We never said that natural immunity was not as good as the vaccine. On and on, 
They're turning around on their lies. You want to know why? Because they're being found out. The Bible's got a great bit of advice. Be sure your sin will find you out. Now, let's get back to some of this transgender. I'm I, trying to find a word to describe it. Stupidity, silliness, oddballness, division, confusion. I don't know what to call it. But the mainstream media, including little snobby people like Chuck Todd, you know, at MSNBC or NBC News, Meet the Depressed. I mean, he's just a swarmy little guy, you know, who thinks he knows everything and he knows nothing about anything important. And he propagates garbage and foolishness and silliness and he does it so smugly, like I'm so intelligent and you're so stupid. And he tries to have a conversation with a Republican presidential candidate, Vivek, you know, Ram Swamy. And I want you to listen to this little exchange between the snarky, know-it-all Chuck Todd, little Chucky, who pretends he's a journalist. He's an idiot. The man the man buys into every silly thing that is thrown at him by the left. Hey, gender is fluid. There's a spectrum. All of this nonsense was made up in the last several years. It came out of nowhere out of whole cloth. Even the silliness that infants in the womb, the ones that don't get aborted, no, they have the wrong gender and the wrong body for their gender in the womb. I mean, this is the kind of nonsense. And you wonder why people just throw up their hands in disgust and don't bother voting. Don't bother reading the news. They can't deal with it. I get it. But listen to this little exchange. And I got to give, I'll give credit to Vivek, you know, Ramswamy in how he shut down little Chucky Todd. You say the following things. The trans movement has become a cult. We need to abandon climate religion in America. I definitely find the idea of systemic racism revolting. I say this, how do you square those statements with unification? These are divisive times. This is a polarizing time. We're pretty evenly divided on these cultural issues. How do you unite, do you unite the country when you're essentially denigrating the views of half the country. I don't think I'm denigrating the views of half the country. I mean, let's take the touchiest of those subjects right now on the trans issue. Mm -hmm. I think that when a kid says that I'm born into the wrong body, that my gender doesn't match my biological sex, mm -hmm. more often than not, that is a case of a mental health disorder. That doesn't mean you disrespect that person. It means they're crying out for help. I met with two young women who regret the decisions they made going through double mastectomies, one a hysterectomy, chemical intervention, now trying to teach kids across the country that when you're struggling inside, going through adolescence, yes, that involves some struggle. We live in a cultural moment today where adults are affirming that confusion rather than actually you ever, treating them compassionately. That's a, cruelty. You ever talk to parents that have a, a, a kid who's going through this? I have, actually. Yeah, yeah and I, I think mean, it's a, I mean, it's a parent. My point it's is, it's a difficult this, place to be. I acknowledge that's right. that. But yeah. what we need to do on both sides here is act with compassion, not really what makes us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's my main issue across our response to well, transgenderism and to climate. It's solving the actual underlying issues okay. rather than what allows you to signal your virtue. What makes it compassionate, though, 
to uh, pass a law that denies a parent uh, uh, making their own health care decision for their kid. That's the part of this. That doesn't sound very conservative and small government to me. Well, look, there isn't a state in this union that allows you to smoke an addictive cigarette before the age of 18 that allows you to get a tattoo before the age of 18. That's a body altering change that a kid may later regret in life. So I think it is perfectly reasonable to say that if you're after 18 years old, you're free to decide whatever you want to do. That's what it means to live in a free country. But below the age of 18, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say that we won't allow genital mutilation or chemical castration through puberty blockers you're, you're for the purpose of that, gender transition. But how do you know it's that? Again, how do you know? Are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? Well, there's there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a, a man. So there's a lot of scientific research out this. there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm-hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding I, for the last I, I go 100 back years. To this. Either Chuck Todd is a total and absolute buffoon or just a sellout to the ideology and he knows it's a pile of manure but he does it anyway to prop up Biden and prop up everybody (laughs) with his weird cause because see COVID is something they can't use much anymore there's still some people who have been damaged by it mentally still wearing their face diapers my wife and I were, I had a medical appointment and we were at a doctor's office for one of my checkups. My wife said that after I had gone back, this this older gentleman came in and he was desperately looking for a face diaper because he forgot his and, and because he hadn't had a chance to get his booster shot, he needed to get that face diaper on or, or he was definitely going to come down and die of COVID. They've been mentally damaged. And the mainstream media, the Chuck Todds of this world, propagated lie after lie after lie. And now they're trying to pretend they didn't say it. No, no, no. We never said that. No, 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 no. We never destroyed your business. No, 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 no. We weren't going to take freedom away from you if you refuse to get vaccinated. Tell that to the soldiers that stood their ground and lost their careers. Because they were demanded to take an experiment that could kill them, damage them, maim them. The truth is coming out. And as it's coming out, even the mainstream media's firewall can't stop it. We shared yesterday, story after story after story, about how people were treated in the hospital for COVID and how those treatments designed by the CDC and they should be held accountable and charged with first-degree murder because they knew the protocols were deadly. But they needed a stack of dead bodies in order to change the economy and change the president. And guess what? Grandma dying in a nursing home or on a ventilator in a hospital somewhere in Illinois was acceptable collateral damage to these reprobate, evil, demonic people. And now they're trying to tell you they didn't say it? 
Every one of these people that knew the truth and went to Twitter, went to Facebook, went to all these places demanding legitimate doctors and news programs and websites be shut down, deplatformed, demonetized, and destroyed. Every one of these people should be tried, put in jail if found guilty for the rest of their miserable, sick lives because they were accessories to murder. Now, that may sound pretty bold, but it is what it is. And we're going to have to deal with this. But what are these people trying to do? Two things. Pretend they didn't say it. And desperately, like that article that came out last November in The Atlantic, oh, it's time to forgive and forget and let's move on and pretend we didn't do this. Too many people died unnecessarily. And they didn't really die of COVID. They died of mistreatment for bacterial pneumonia and other diseases. They died of cancer. They died of heart disease. But it was called COVID because they could run a PCR test to make it look like it and get money. And yes, the hospital administrators that would override doctors for the sake of a dollar, they need to be sued into absolute poverty and lose everything they own. That's only fair and it's only just. When I come back, I'm going to finish up a couple of more news stories. I really want to get to about three I need to get to. This week, we've been doing some work at the church. And I just want to let you know how God works. The church building is coming along. And let me just make something very clear. The church and what I preach in a church and this radio program While they have a relationship, they are very different. My emphasis, whatever I preach, is never about a social gospel. It's never about politics. It's not about any of that. It is about a clear-cut message of what the Bible has to say. And you can listen and read what the Word of God says, and it's pretty self-evident how you react to certain things in this world. I don't even have to mention it. The primary purpose of getting together in a church building is to worship and praise the God that gave us life and gave us a Redeemer in His Son, Jesus Christ. It's not about us at church. It's about Him. And a lot of people have been stopping by the building of late to find out what's going on here. You're opening the church back up. And I'm meeting a lot of people that have have, have had dealt with brokenness, death, loss of a spouse. Even having a spouse after many years decide that because this person was in ministry, they didn't want to be a part of it and maybe leave them for somebody else. A lot of broken people out there. And sometimes too many churches tend to shoot their wounded instead of offering the oil of healing. Trinity Chapel is the name of the church we're opening up on June the 4th. And the website's still in progress. We'll get it done very soon. But it's going to be a place of healing. And I hope some of these pastors, some they come out of different denominations too, by the way. 
will be a part of this ministry. We are going to be God's people, helping God's people, worshiping and praising God together and growing in His Word. And for those that live at a distance, we'll find a way to share it with you on radio, online, and eventually with video in the not-too-distant future. It's going to be a game-changer for many of you who may live in an area where all your churches have gone woke, broke, and crazy. And you know what I'm talking about. It's all rainbow flags and social gospel, and then you can't find anything. We're going to bring back the first century church in a 21st century world at Trinity Chapel. Now, we are in the new month, and we need your help as always. Would you consider a financial gift to this ministry? If you would, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. By the way, if you go to the website Truth and then the number to ponder, truth2ponder.com, there's a support tab. You can It'll take you right to Give, Send, Go, a Christian crowdfunding source, and you can support us from there as well. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The calling and the oil. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift in a moment. In Acts 13, the Spirit says, Separate for me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have for them. How does the ministry begin? How does the first world mission begin? With the Spirit of God. Moses had a brother, Aaron. Aaron begins his ministry with the anointing on his head. Moses had to anoint Aaron to begin his ministry. David, how did it begin his ministry? Well, the prophet Samuel poured oil on David's head. Well, what does this oil symbolize? The oil symbolizes the spirit. How did Messiah's ministry begin? It began with the spirit coming upon him at the Jordan. How did the ministry of the apostles begin? It began with the spirit coming down on Pentecost. You see something there? So crucial throughout scripture, from the oil of Aaron to Pentecost with the spirit on the apostles. All ministry has to begin with the spirit. Without the spirit, there's no ministry. There's no real power. You have to be empowered by the spirit. Every ministry, every calling begins and ends with God and his power. Your ministry, your calling. The spirit, the anointing. There is an anointing given for your ministry, not just for ministry, but your ministry to give you the power, you the anointing, you the gifts for your ministry. But you have to receive God's power. You have to be led by the Spirit. You have to go in the Spirit. You have to act and serve in the Spirit. Receive the anointing to fulfill your calling and your life. Be just like Aaron, because every ministry begins with oil, and your calling begins with the Spirit. Want more? Ask for Aaron's oil on CD. Now, how'd you like to receive daily meditations, teachings, the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus, to give you victory for every day of your week, and updates on Israel, world events, and prophecy, a free subscription 
description of Sapphires and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, yours free. How do you get it? Free. Easy. Just write down Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you call it, you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to God's ancient people, the Jewish people, and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. The farthest way you can ever spread the gospel to the world, you can impact the world through shortwave radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111. That's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Or you can visit us at hopeoftheworld.com. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, get your anointing, my friend, and move in the power of God. Shalom Alechem in Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got two, maybe three, might even get four news stories in very quickly in the time that we have left on today's program. Now, sometimes, you know, we spend a lot of time with this so-called bad news, the things that are going wrong, but every once in a while, you get a little bit of hope. And I saw a story came out, I think it was yesterday. This comes out of Middleborough, Massachusetts, of all places. And a youngster by the name of Liam Morrison. Now, he attends the Nichols Middle School in Middleborough. And he told the district school committee about the events that led him to be removed from class just a week or two ago. He never thought that the shirt that he wore to school one day would lead him to speak with the school board that evening. And when you hear this particular 12-year-old addressing this school board, number one, he's smart. Number two, he's where kids should be today, mentally speaking but most aren't because of the public schools. He must have a great set of parents. And I want you to listen to how he addressed this school board on this very vital issue. And it it makes me feel a little bit better that maybe we have a chance of turning some of this evil around. Here is... Liam Morrison. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. I never thought that the shirt I wore to school on March 21st would lead me to speak with you today. On that Tuesday morning, I was taken out of gym class to sit down with two adults for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. Yes, words on a shirt made people feel unsafe. They told me that I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. I told, I was told, that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. Thankfully, my dad supported 
my decisions came to pick me up. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. No one person, staff, or student told me that they were bothered by what I was wearing. Actually, just the opposite. Several kids told me that they supported my actions and that they wanted one too. I experienced... Wait, no. I was told that the shirt was a disruption to learning. No one got up and stormed out of class. No one burst into tears. I'm sure I would have noticed if they had. I experience disruptions to my learning every day. Kids acting out in class are a disruption, yet nothing is done. Why do the rules apply to one, yet not another? I feel like these adults were telling me that it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. Their arguments were weak, in my opinion. I didn't go to school that day to hurt feelings or cause trouble. I have learned a lot from this experience. I learned that a lot of other students share my view. I learned that adults don't always do the right thing or make the right decisions. I know that I have a right to wear those five, a shirt with those five words. Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions. Even at school, this right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. My hope in being here tonight is to bring the school committee's attention to this issue. I hope that you will speak up for the rest of us so we can express ourselves without being pulled out of class. Next time, it may not only be me. There might be more students that decide to speak out. Thank you for your time and good night. So, he could probably wear a rainbow flag, the transgender flag, the LGBTQ plus transgender flag, a shirt saying, you know, trans rules. A shirt where, you know, that, that would say something to the effect of, you know, love is love. Or, yeah, all of it would be acceptable in that school because that school is nothing but an indoctrination center for the extreme anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-normal left. They want to destroy normalcy. They want to destroy genders. They want to destroy God's creation. They want to warp it. They want to change it. And they want you to be obedient or else. And so Liam Morrison, he did a great job addressing that school board. But you want to know something? I bet that school board doesn't care. Most school boards don't. And that's why I encourage you, we will lose the battles if we don't stop things in our own backyard. We can complain about the federal government, but when you allow your school board, even in small town America, whether it's Massachusetts, South Carolina, Alabama, Texas, doesn't matter. You need to take back what is rightfully ours, which is our children. They are not a product. They're not a property of the state, though they would love to tell you they are. It is beyond time to deal with these particular issues. We must, and if we don't, we are a lost nation. When Christians get on the sidelines and refuse to get involved locally, you are allowing the demons from hell to gradually destroy your little community.
It's not a problem in just San Francisco or New York or, or you know, Chicago or what. It's No, it's not a problem in just the big cities. It's coming everywhere. And your complacency, your complacency allows these things to happen. I, I, I think to myself... All that has gone wrong, you know, with a pandemic was used to suppress people and and just dispirit them from speaking. They were deplatformed. They were called names and they just finally gave up. And I look back over the time I've done this show. Yeah, I, I have waded through some pretty nasty emails. Not many, thankfully, just a handful. And boy, they were doozies. And the people that wrote them were basically fools and buffoons. Or foul-mouthed, little-minded, you know, mental midgets who, over time, all the stuff they were saying was proven wrong. Now, I've got one other story, and I want you to understand and listen to this, because all of these things from transgenderism, pandemics, all of it ties together, because there is a greater goal that seeks to be reached, by the way, I'm doing a little bit of research, and, and I hope to be able to get you some information soon. There is material that I'm finding that shows how the World Health Organization, the United Nations, they're pushing this agenda now of normalizing, of all things, pedophilia, beginning even with kindergarten and elementary schools. And they get there by this transgender stuff. They get there by this LGBTQ acceptance stuff starting earlier and earlier. There are some guidelines that have, you know, slipped out where they want little children to be sexual beings and they need to have sexual partners as young as kindergarten. I kid you not. These people at the World Health and United Nations, they want kindergartners to learn I'm going to say it. This is an adult program. They want them to learn masturbation, building same-sex relationships, be exposed to online pornography, and learn different sexual techniques beginning at the level of kindergarten. And I've been working and looking at this material, and hopefully within a week or two, I can begin to, to share with you the very satanic side of all of this. But everything from the pandemic was a test run. They used the pandemic. They blew it out of proportion. They let people die. You know, the Klaus Schwab's of this world could care less. And his devotee followers, like Justin Trudeau, and I think even Kemp, governor of Georgia, was at the World Economic Forum recently. Yeah, got to watch out for the rhinos, too. They're just as equally despicable. Got some other stories I may get to later this week. But I'm thinking about what was said by a German member of parliament. And this member of parliament, her name is Christine Anderson. And she's talking about something we started talking about months ago, the 15-minute city where to save the environment, remember, everything's about worshiping the planet because we're destroying it. It's all a lie. 
You know, I'm sitting here. It is May in Virginia. We had temperatures near freezing last night. This does not happen in the South. I'm so, I thought we're supposed to be burning alive with a planet on fire. The, the oceans melted and the polar bears drowned. Every bit of it's a lie. We talked about CO2. It's not a huge percentage. It's like point something percent and it barely is moved. And if it gets any lower, plant life dies. But she gives this warning. She's a member of parliament. And her warning about 15-minute cities is something I want you to take to heart. A green certificate, the COVID pass, that was a test balloon to get people to having to produce some kind of a QR code, you know, just getting people used to that. Now what they're slamming us with is these 15-minute cities. Make no mistake, it's not about your convenience. It's not that they want you to be able to, you know, uh, have uh, all of these places that you need to get to very close. Um, And it's not about saving the planet either, by the way. The 15-minute cities, they will have to have those before they can lock you down. And that's what we're talking about here. So in Great Britain, some county already passed legislation. They will be able to impose a climate lockdown. That's the next step. That's what we're talking about. So in order to do that, they will have to have these 15-minute cities. Uh, The next step then, of course, will be um, you are only allowed to leave your immediate area for, let's say, two or three times a year. So, but there's other people that may have more money and they can, they can actually buy your uh, passings off of you. So, guess what? The poor people will be left in these 15-minute neighborhoods while the ones that are better off um, get to go wherever they want to go. So, this is what we're talking about, you know. Um, look at Saudi Arabia, for instance. They're pulling up Naum City. Um, they call it the line. So, this is like a structure in the middle of the desert, 200 kilometers long, 200 meters wide, 500 meters high, and it will house up to nine million people. Oh, isn't that just brilliant? If I wanted to get total control of the people, that's exactly where and how I would house them. And then having them on a three, me- uh, three meals a day prescription, well, guess what will happen if you do not do as you are told? They will probably cancel that. It's so easy. So that's what we're talking about. And uh, when you really take all of this together, there is no other way for me to, to actually say this. It will be a complete impoverishment and enslavement of all the people. And I'm stating it so clearly because that's what it seems like and that's what it looks like to me. And I couldn't agree with German Member of Parliament Christine Anderson anymore. She's 100% correct. Everything we've been going through for decades is all for the ultimate goal of absolute global control. There are those that want to run, not their nation, but the world. Justin Trudeau wants to be at the big boys' table to be part of that group that runs the world. Many American politicians are the same. They're selling out their country for its total destruction. So it can be a one-world government. 
a one-world order, even a one-world religion. Yeah, I got stories about that later this week. It's coming, too. And you're going to find artificial intelligence clergy propagating that religion to make you feel better about yourself. It's coming. We warned you on this program about all the way back in, as we were in early 2021, the beginning of the Biden administration, that all these mandates, all these additional restrictions, all these lockdowns, all of this fake junk political science being pushed out there like medical science, which it wasn't, all of this shutdown of people, all of this shutdown of expression, all of these shutdown of doctors and licenses threatened, people losing everything for standing up and saying the truth. We're all a test run of how do we usher in the new world order. And because there's the great falling away of people that claim to be Christian or churches that have abandoned the gospel, there is no buffer zone left to stop them. The Bible says we are salt and light. Salt is a preservative and evil hates to be exposed by the light of truth. If you can destroy the salt and shut down the light, evil will prevail. But we can fight back, and that's why we do this radio program. And doing the radio program is just one of many elements of how to help at least protect our part of the world where we live in. You also need to be deeply rooted into God's Word, the Bible. Yeah, the Bible. Boring topic, isn't it? You need to be among a fellowship of believers somehow, some way. We are divided. When when you believe the lie that, well, I can be here, I don't have to be. When we must change that and we must gather together, as the Bible says, forsaking not the assembling of thyselves, which is the manner of some, but even so the more as you see the day approaching. And I know what it's like to be in an area where you can't find a church that is preaching the word of God. It's not easy. Too many churches have allowed themselves to be totally and absolutely compromised. That's why the church project, that's why this radio program, and they are just two different elements of a goal to educate, empower, and encourage. Now, if you believe in our work and ministry, I need to hear from you as this new month is now upon us. Would you consider making a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio and mailing it to Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code 24319, that's 24319. You can also use the website truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, there's a tab for support, it'll take you to Give, Send, Go, a Christian organization, or once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth 
the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.